Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. Alan Dershowitz will join us in the bottom of the hour to talk about the latest developments in the Alvin Bragg attempted indictment and possible arrest of Donald Trump. Uh, I said on Monday, do it, please do it. I wanted to see it happen. And I think the federal government did, too. And I think certainly Alvin Bragg and Democrats in New York wanted it to happen, and uh, it hasn't. And the grand jury is not meeting today because yesterday a bunch of gigantic stuff happened, including the exposure of uh, 600 pages of exculpatory evidence held from the grand jury by Alvin Bragg, the DA. Uh, I, at the end of the show yesterday, had a gut feeling that I thought this was going to do a face plant. And um, I still am leaning that direction. I think it's going to do a face plant. I think that if it's allowed to proceed, uh, Alvin Bragg will be go down in history as the biggest uh, political uh, legal charlatan in the world and uh, will be the man who uh, stood at the brink and attempted to push us over the ledge to complete politicization of our uh, judicial system, the end of our judicial system. When you can take out a political opponent with charges you make up after you promised in your campaign to go after a political rival without a crime. That's what Russia does. And yesterday I mentioned that Xi Jinping shook hands with Vladimir Putin and said, change is coming that hasn't happened in 100 years, and we are driving this change together. Now, I'm going to say this before I jump into the Trump stuff. Those two countries in the last century, which was 23 years ago, left a body count of over 100 million people, most of them their own citizens. They have never made any sort of uh, recognition of this slaughter. They have never attempted to right the, the wrongs that they did to their own citizens and the citizens of the world. And now they're shaking hands in Moscow. And we've got a weak president who can't put together a thought and he is broadcasting to the entire world, A, that America is weak, and B, this president has been and is for sale to the highest bidder. And if you don't think that Joe Biden uh, broadcasts weakness, here's Joe Biden yesterday talking about some national monument. First, I'm proud to use my authority under the Antiquities Act to establish the, and I, I want you to know it's a big deal, the Havanaqua May. I, yeah, there you go. As, uh, as Xi Jinping says, hey, we've been waiting for 100 years for this. Oh, yeah, and in those last 100 years, we had the Cultural Revolution that killed between 30 and 60 million of our own people. And uh, Stalin's Russia that killed between, uh, you know, depending, 30 and 60 million people, their own people. And they're saying that we are getting the change that we've been expecting for 100 years. 
All I'm saying is pay attention. Please pay attention because there are many forces that are marshaled against us and there are many things tearing us apart. But 72% of us believe the country is going in the wrong direction. And at this point, it should be fairly obvious. We are, we are in danger. Our republic is in, in, in danger. But we can pull it back from the brink. And I, and I believe we will. We have these, we have these uh, reawakenings that we have. That's it. Here's that Nancy Pelosi the other day saying that we need to follow China's lead as far as global warming. But here's the thing. You can't just go after China with a cudgel. You have to say we have to live on this planet together. How can we work together to save the planet from climate change? They're essential in that discussion. Yeah, you know what Xi Jinping thinks about climate change? He looks at us and goes, you suckers believe in that crap? I'm going to go ahead and build another coal-fired power plant, and we're going to continue to kick your butts. We're going to make the dollar no longer the the international currency. We're going to make the United States of America no longer the socioeconomic and military leader of the world. That's what this is all about, okay? That is what that handshake yesterday, that is what that message yesterday was all about. That is what that balloon over our country is all about. Wake up. Wake up. Here's uh, something interesting. Let's, get, let's turn to the uh, Alvin Bragg uh, attempting to uh, uh, indict and arrest Donald Trump. We heard last week from Donald Trump that he was expecting an arrest. Today, apparently, this grand jury that was led by a complete psycho uh, is not meeting. And this just reported, uh, Soros-backed to DA Alvin Bragg was caught hiding nearly 600 pages of exculpatory evidence from the grand jury. Attorney Robert Costello, the former legal advisor to Michael Cohn, spoke to... Uh, uh, the media on Monday after he testified to the Manhattan grand jury. And in that testimony, he discovered that 600 pages of exculpatory evidence that Robert Costello had provided to Alvin Bragg had been completely ignored. Here is Greg Jarrett talking about this game changer. You know, I mentioned it yesterday. I think when Bob Costello cut into that grand jury room and told them, wait a minute, you don't have the hundreds of pages I handed over to Alvin Bragg over here. You only have six cherry-picked documents, you know, hiding from grand juries. Exculpatory information it is reprehensible and unconscionable. And, you know, the conduct of Alvin Bragg and his henchman, Mark yeah. Pomerantz, who specifically says in his book, we're targeting zombie because we don't like his beliefs. Those guys should face disbarment proceedings. Yeah. And by the way, exculpatory evidence was also hidden from Jacob Chansley, who entered the capital of the United States on January the 6th. Right now, we have prisoners in Washington, D.C., January the 6th prisoners who've been in jail for over 700 days with no trial. You tell me that this malfeasance, you tell me that this corruption doesn't trickle down from our nation's capital, I'd say you are completely high. This is Alan Dershowitz talking about uh, why the, uh, the, the delay with regard to the arrest supposedly of Donald Trump that appears to have been put off until next week. I think that Bob Costello has changed this case dramatically. I think that Bragg now only has two possible results from that. Number one, he can say, all right, I'm going to try to make the case without Cohen. He cannot use Cohen as a witness anymore. That would be unethical because of the testimony that uh, Costello gave. 
Or he could say, look, I have to drop the case. He may not be able to make it without Cohen. But if he can't make it without Cohen, he can't make it because no ethical prosecutor is allowed to put on as a witness somebody who has told the lies and has contradicted himself so much. So I think that Bob Costello, it's a game changer. I think maybe that's the reason for the delay here. I think ethical experts are now telling Bragg, wait a minute. You cannot use Cohen. So if you can make it through Pecker, if you can make it through some of the other people, okay, go ahead. But if you can't make it without Cohen, you cannot bring this charge. This on the heels of bullcrap charges from Letitia James, the AG of the state of New York. This is Honestly, uh, and I don't care what your politics are, you cannot support going after a political candidate using the legal system, as Joseph Stalin did, to find the man and uh, we'll find the crime. That's what's happened here. And by the way, that's been happening for the last seven years to Donald Trump. And it is, uh, by the way, uh, happening to you and me uh, because of Donald Trump, meaning that we are feeling the effects. We know that you are targets. Uh, Donald Trump is a target, but we are too. Our political movement, those who support Trump, those who support the foundational principles of the United States, Donald Trump is taking the slings and arrows for us. But make no doubt about it. If Ron DeSantis possibly becomes the candidate, they're going to do the same thing to him. Don't ever forget that. This is CNN. Literally, CNN yesterday agreeing that uh, Alvin Bragg apparently may have uh, shot the wad a little too soon. So a couple things. One, it's an the facts are old. They're six or seven years old. And the star witness here in the form of Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's former attorney, has credibility issues, has been convicted of crimes. And so, you know, to your point, Abby, as far as the strength of a case, it's certainly not the kind of slam dunk that many people would wish that it were. Yeah, many people would wish. And many people have wished for the demise of Donald Trump for a very long time. And many people have carried water for the federal government corruptly pursuing Donald Trump. And and the state of New York, by the way. Uh, MSNBC, anyone? Rachel Maddow, uh, two-plus years on air promoting and talking about a uh, Russian dossier paid for by Hillary Clinton and the DNC. And by the way, I thought about this yesterday. It was echoed last night. I'll share the audio in a second. I said, wait, 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 wait. Hillary Clinton used campaign money to procure a document, a dossier from a Russian to uh, say that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia to throw the election. So here we have actual uh, campaign funds attempting to throw an election. She ends up paying maybe it's a five or $8,000 fine to the FTC. That's it. Donald Trump has a uh, non-disclosure agreement with a woman. It could be a nuisance suit, but whatever it was, it was that he, she would not embarrass him or his family. And as far as uh, saying that, that by paying her off, that was a campaign contribution to affect the outcome, this guy has already been through everything. By the time he won for president, whether it be the, the, uh, the, the Russia collusion hoax, whether that be the, uh, the, uh, the tape that was uh, surreptitiously taped on the bus with Billy Bush that he came out of, uh, I can go on and on. All of the things that he survived to get elected and get stronger. 
So a uh, a charge and a nuisance lawsuit and a broken uh, confidentially agree a confidentiality agreement with someone does not mean an in kind political donation. It's always been nonsense. It's always been twisting the law. It's always been trying to find a crime to take down a political rival. And in this case, uh, it should be fairly obvious to everyone, the left, the Democrat Party, the deep state, wants to destroy Donald Trump, wants to keep him from being the president again. I've got some audio coming up from, oddly enough, Jesse Waters. He echoed the same thing I said with regard to Hillary Clinton doing the same thing, but worse... And getting off scot-free, essentially, without any media coverage and a small fine. Let's take a break. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's The Rob Carson Show. So, in case you hadn't heard, Newsmax is back on DirecTV tomorrow. I, I'm doing my level best to uh, contain my excitement because it was such a blow to uh, a network that I've been involved with uh, three years now, and uh, uh, we're kind of the uh, the David versus the Goliath, and and uh, since uh, well, around uh, 2020, the election thereof, Newsmax really exploded onto the scene. We've been around, but uh, but really uh, have caught fire, and uh, this was a major blow to uh, to be taken off Direct TV, and uh, we are pleased to share that Newsmax. Max and DirecTV have reached a business agreement and that our channel will return to DirecTV, DirecTV Stream, UVerse tomorrow. DirecTV has consistently expressed their interest in providing Newsmax to its subscribers, made it clear that they wished we had never left, which is why we are glad to have reached an agreement. This is from my boss. This marks the end of a process began a few months ago when we were initially unable to reach mutually acceptable financial terms for them to carry Newsmax, leaving DirecTV without the rights to air the channel they've been consistently uh, said that it's never been direct tv says it's never been about limiting conservative voices that they were acting on financial considerations and so direct uh, newsmax is accepting this newsmax accepts that position uh, carriage disputes uh, frequently are resolved and this one has been and so we thank direct tv and its support over the years and we're glad for the audience for the customers of direct TV to be back on board. Uh, and so you guys were a powerful voice. I mean, unbelievable voice. And you got us back on. And we thank you above all for doing that. And we thank DirecTV for listening to you. Very, very important. So yesterday I was thinking about this. I was thinking about, you know, Donald Trump, the Alvin Bragg is coming up with these <clears throat> charges. Uh, statute of liberta limitations has expired on uh, any money exchange uh, between uh, Stormy Daniels and Donald Trump. But Alvin Bragg has kind of hobbled together this case using uh, uh, local law and federal law and created something that didn't happen. Uh, he says that this confidentiality agreement to keep Stormy Daniels quiet, which would have, uh, by the way, uh, altered the, you know, possibly the outcome of whatever the 2020 election or, <clears throat> whatever, or the 20, 2016 election um, was a campaign contribution. Now, uh, by the way, I guess then we should say that the FBI working with social media to shut down the Hunter Biden story should also be an in-kind donation. 
to the Democrat Party, right? Isn't that fair? Isn't that fair that the federal government, the FBI, and other agencies of DHS literally shut down a story to impact the election? There's no doubt about that. It wasn't about embarrassing Joe Biden's family. It was about wrecking an election. It was about throwing an election. And it appears they were able to do so uh, with, you know, some millions of dollars from from uh, Mark Zuckerberg and changing election laws and stop vote counting on the night of the election in the five battleground states and the 10,000 affidavits saying they sell malfeasance and the 2,000 uh, mules. I can go on and on. But that said, clearly the FBI made a, I mean, what would you call it? Uh, uh, half a billion dollar in-kind donation to the Democrat Party to throw the 2020 election wi- by withholding the information from the FBI. Wouldn't you say that's the, or from, from the, from the uh, social media, from the public? That's an in-kind donation, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton, she also, she bought and paid for a Russian dossier to throw the 2016 election. She did. There's no doubt about it. She, the only thing that happened to her was that she paid a fine to the FTC and the mainstream media didn't cover it. And yesterday, Jesse Waters mentioned what I just uh, said. There's no proof Trump slept with Stormy. There's no baby. And Trump didn't use campaign funds. And Crooked used the same bookkeeping move that Trump did. She didn't get indicted. Hillary paid for the Steele dossier, which started the whole witch hunt through a law firm. And she filed it under the same legal column that Trump did. And Crooked paid a fine. Now they want to put Trump in cuffs for the same thing? Crooked wasn't cuffed. Her campaign paid a fine and went away. Yeah, that's what she did. And like I said, the FBI literally worked with social media to shut down a news story that would have impacted majorly the 2020 election. So that was an in-kind donation as well, except for it was really big, like to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars when you put it into uh, actual uh, monetary value. Now, the feds knew the case didn't have legs. They never brought it. The last Manhattan DA knew, same thing, he never brought it. Bragg never brought it when he took office because he knew too. So why now? Bragg's under pressure from the left to act. And the statute of limitations on the federal charge runs out this year. That's Ah. why. Plus, Bragg wants to brag that he's the first man to make Trump take a mugshot. In New York, you can run on that and be governor. And do you think if Trump wasn't running for president this time, he'd be indicted on an eight-year-old case? Nope. But now that he's widened his lead on DeSantis, they want a peace. This case also distracts from the Biden family bank account story, remember? Yeah. Now, what kind of bad bookkeeping and campaign finance laws were violated there? You got two million in back taxes not paid, foreign bribes, election interference, tax evasion. Media's not talking about that now, are they? Uh-uh. Let's go to Brendan in Crowley, uh, Louisiana. Hello there, Brendan. Welcome to the show. you got about a minute. Go right ahead. Hey, Rob. First of all, I'd like to say I appreciate uh, your your show. Um, I listen to your podcast. Um, you Thank do you. a really great job. I enjoy hearing your commentary, I think. Thank you. And I would like to say this whole, as everyone knows, the Democrats know, the Republicans know, the Rhinos, everyone knows, this whole Trump case um, is garbage. It's garbage. Everyone knows it. And they're trying to push this through. And fr- frankly, they, maybe they might get him indicted. Maybe they won't. They won't get him. Maybe they might try to arrest him. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. The whole, but ultimately, the outcome, they're not going to be able to pin it. They're not going to be able to get away with it. That's one thing that's very clear legally. Um, ultimately, if it goes to higher court or anything like that, even if it gets there, it's not going to happen. That's number one. Number two is... 
Trump is just increasing in popularity from this. He's gaining support. He's yep. gaining Republican support. Yep. And he's gaining... And all those people who wanted, let's say, oh, well, uh, Trump joined all through this. We, we need to ditch Trump. We need to go to DeSantis. Yep. Yep. The Brendan, I got to run, brother. I'm sorry Weber gets a hard break, but I got it. Uh, up next, Alan Dershowitz. You don't want to miss this. Stick around. Hey guys, it's Carson. The madness is upon us. Make your march a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Newsmax. Use the promo code Newsmax to receive a deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance to win big money. If you're the type of person who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at a life-changing amount of money. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like MyBookie. Remember, visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Newsmax. Use the promo code Newsmax to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's mybookie.website slash Newsmax. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. We have someone on the phone who I have been dying to talk to for uh, many, many months. Alan Dershowitz, Professor Emeritus, Harvard Law School, author of The Price of Principle. He is a principled uh, liberal and a uh, an amazing legal scholar, and it's been a long time. I, I've been, I figured since I use so much of your audio on a daily basis from your appearances in the media, uh, Professor Dershowitz, I might as well have you back on. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that, except it's been such a long time that I've written two books since then. My newest <laughs> yes. book that just came out this week is called Get Trump, The yes. Threat to Civil Liberties, Due Process, and Our Constitutional Rule of Law. And I didn't make up the term Get Trump. I got it from the campaign of Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York. She ran on the campaign promise to, quote, Get Trump. That's why I use it as my title for the book. And in the book, I go through every one of the charges against them and show there is no legal or factual basis for any of them. There's a lot of smoke, but there ain't no fire. You know, I uh, I admire you. I, I uh, Like I said frequently, I, I always look when you're a panelist, I always look whether it's Newsmax or wherever. And, and uh, two of the things that you said this week that set me back on my heels, one of them was your experience as a civil rights attorney in right. the South in the 60s. Tell our listeners that story and how you relate it to Alvin Bragg, Letitia James, and Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I was training to be a civil rights observer. I wasn't one of the brave people who got in front of the police and, and were bitten by dogs. I was there to, uh, NAACP asked me to come and wear an arm banner saying observer, observer, and take yes. photographs, etc. So 
I was trained, and the first thing the trainers told me, do not spit on the sidewalk, do not put out your cigarettes on the sidewalk, because they'll charge you with destroying government property. You are a target. They want to prosecute every civil rights worker and observer in order to send a message that we're, you're not welcome down there. And I'll never forget that. Um, I, you know, it sticks in your mind. We're talking about, what, 60 years ago, and it still sticks in my mind. That's exactly what Bragg has been doing in New York. And it's so ironic that he's using the precedent of the segregationist sheriffs and police and, and prosecutors. He has said to himself, I'm going to get Trump, getting Trump. Now let's go through the statute books and figure out if there's anything we can get him for. So the federal government went through the statute books. They said no. His predecessor, Cy Vance, went through the statute books. He said no. He went through the statute books in the beginning, and he said no. Then the pressure started to mount. He got a half-million-dollar contribution from George Soros. He got calls, I'm sure, from Democratic leaders. You're not doing your job. You're not getting Trump. So we went back to the statutes, and he says, Aha, if I can combine together a misdemeanor with a federal felony, one and one equals 11, I'll prosecute him. And that's just not the way American law is supposed to work. But it appears that we are knee-deep in it. Uh, it looks like the federal government is, uh, the DOJ is weaponizing justice to some degree. I, I've got many examples of that. Um, but uh, well, let's stick to this case in general. Uh, we heard yesterday that, uh, and I saw you talk about Robert Costello, who was a legal advisor to Michael Cohen. Apparently, when he went and testified before the grand jury, he, uh, he exposed that Alvin Bragg had hid nearly 600 pages of exculpatory evidence from the jury. Uh, I would assume that may be a reason why there's a pause with regard to the grand jury today and a possible delay of uh, an indictment arrest of the president. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's true. I think uh, Rob, uh, Bob Costello's testimony was a game changer. First of all, they didn't call him. He volunteered to testify. They would rather the grand jury not hear any of this. Wow. Um, second, he sent them hundreds of pages of material, and the grand jury got, you know, a handful of them. But I think the most important thing is everybody believes Costello, and everybody is going to believe that Cohen told him that everything he did, he did on his own, and that he'll do anything, including, you know, lie, in order to avoid imprisonment. And if they believe that, they can't use Cohen as a witness. A prosecutor is not allowed to put on a witness who he believes or suspects may well be lying. So, therefore, I think he's going to have two choices. One, not use Cone, try to make the case through other people, which would be very difficult, or use Cone and, and risk um, um, uh, losing and, and being disciplined by the bar for using an obvious uh, a liar. Third one, of course, is to drop the case, but I don't think he's going to uh, do that. I think he's in an ethical dilemma. Uh, I don't think the reason, by the way, for delaying the indictment was anything like that. I think he just didn't want to give Trump a victory. Trump said Tuesday. I'm sure Brad said, uh-uh, we're not giving you Tuesday. We're going to give you Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Uh, but there may be some pausing and thinking. Uh, there are some Democrats who are now calling him and saying, wait a minute. This is the weakest of the four cases. Why are you selfishly putting it first? It's going to hurt our case against getting Trump. We want to get Trump, they're going to say, but we want to get him for the Georgia 
case, the Florida case, the D.C. case, this this one, a seven-year-old uh, non-disclosure agreement with a, a porn star? My God, that's the weakest case imaginable. Does this come as a surprise to you since the uh, federal government, the DOJ, the FBI, in an unprecedented raid of Mar-a-Lago, never been done in history? And right now we have uh, we have uh, uh, Alvin Bragg attempting to uh, arrest a former president for the first time in our history. Uh, this sounds clearly, I mean, it's clearly a political move. And it appears uh, that the federal charge, the statute of limitations, was going to run out before the end of this year. And Donald Trump had just announced his candidacy. Uh, clearly, there is a reason why DAs, Democrats, are going after Donald Trump. And it appears, I, I would absolutely uh, contend, that they are trying to wreck his chances of running again. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. That's why I wrote the book, Get Trump. I predicted, I'm not surprised. If I was surprised, I wouldn't have written the book. I predicted this was going to happen. After all, as the chief judge of the New York Court of Appeals once said, a prosecutor can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich. And uh, and in New York, maybe you can get them even to convict a ham sandwich if his name is Donald Trump. So he's not worried about getting reversed on appeal. He'll have his 15 minutes of fame. He'll say to everybody, I'm talking about Bragg, he'll say to everybody, look, I did my job. Those damn judges, they were the ones who reversed the conviction. That's the danger. The danger is Bragg knows this is not a righteous case. He knows the statute of limitations has long expired. You know, to come within the statute of limitations, you basically have to argue that nobody knew where Donald Trump was for the last seven years. Duh. I mean, he was in the White House. Uh, and, 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 and you have to say that he was continuously out of the state of New York. No, he came back. He had a residence in New York. He lives in Trump Towers. Uh, he came and made speeches. He wasn't continuously out of New York. They could have nabbed him any time. And by the way, you don't have to nab somebody to indict them. They're going to indict him, probably, but they won't indict him when he's in New York. He'll probably be in Florida when he's indicted. So how does that work, the statute of limitations? They're trying to stretch it beyond the meaning of the words of the statute. What what if, okay, and because there are a lot of people, I, I heard Tucker Carlson uh, the other night not saying that he is necessarily a legal expert like you, but uh, if this were allowed to uh, proceed, if Donald Trump were uh, allowed to be arrested, if uh, he had to uh, uh, face a verdict with regard to this, what would this mean for the American justice system with regard to uh, using the, the justice system as a weapon to destroy uh, the ability of uh, candidates in in elections it turns us into a banana republic and next time bragg runs and if some good credible candidate runs against them he'll look for some way to charge that candidate uh we're going to see this spread uh this is what happens in venezuela it happens in other uh banana republic type countries but it was not supposed to happen in the United States. You know, Robert Jackson is probably the greatest attorney general in our history. Once said, any prosecutor can rummage through all the hundreds of statutes and find something to pin on almost anybody. And that's not the way the law is supposed to work. The law is supposed to work. A crime is committed. Then you ask who committed the crime. Not in this case. Here they sat down and they said, we're getting Trump. We don't know what we're getting him for. We're getting Trump. Now let's figure out what we can get him for. It's Al Capone, but it's worse than Al Capone. In Al Capone's case, they indicted him for tax evasion. He did evade taxes. Here, they're going to indict Trump for something he didn't do, something that isn't a crime, something that's beyond the statute of limitations. So it's the worst 
abuse of prosecutorial discretion I have seen in the 60 years that I've been practicing criminal law. Let me ask you this. What does Alvin Bragg get out of this? Because, and, and I, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, I don't have the, the legal uh, experience, certainly that anybody like you has. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a well-educated person. I pay attention and I have common sense. Uh, what does Alvin Bragg get out of this other than the, the, really? What, 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 if it, what is a face plant? What if it does a face plant? What's this going to do? What if he has a minor victory? What is it going to do? Why was it worth rolling the dice on this? Because it'll get him reelected. It'll get Soros to double his contribution from a half a million to a million. It'll make him the hero of the hard left. Um, and uh, he'll coast to victory. He had a very tough race uh, for a district attorney. He beat a much more qualified woman for the job. Uh, and he has to struggle uh, for reelection. And uh, I think he thinks his 15 minutes of fame, um, you know, he's going to get a mugshot. By the way, that mugshot is going to be the most popular poster uh, since Frank Sinatra's mugshot. Uh, it'll be on. It'll be on T-shirts. It'll be on posters. Um, it'll be a collector's item. Uh, everybody's going to want to say, "Oh, Jew, look at this mugshot!" And he and Trump's going to use it as a campaign. A slogan yeah. as a campaign post. Well, I, I said this on Monday. I said it, you know, everybody was all, uh, you know, very uptight about it, terrified. Oh, my God. Is it? And I said, no, please arrest him. Please yeah. make him into, you know, Galileo, uh, you know, for lack of a better term. Make, make him into a martyr. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln was a martyr as well. Uh, yeah. and, and, and a lot of times uh, to attain martyrdom, you have to sacrifice. And the sacrifice would be the arrest. I said, go for it. I mean, just well, I, make him a legend. Make him a legend. Do you, what do you? think alan dershowitz what do you think of the possibility of this just going away i think that three days ago i would have said there was no possibility but once bob costello came forward and once some other people have come forward with new evidence any rational prosecutor would make this go away but you know he may be he may have dug himself too deeply into a hole and i think this is going to in the end backfire i'm a liberal democrat i voted against trump twice i insist on the right to vote against them a third time. Um, this is not about politics. This is about the fairness of the criminal justice system. And it has converted American criminal justice into a weaponized system, just as Jackson also said once. Precedents like this lie around like loaded weapons to be used by any tyrant against his enemies. And that's what I'm so worried about. A South American dictator once famously said, but my friends, everything. From my enemies, the law. Uh, Lavrenti Beria, the head of the KGB, said to Stalin, show me the man and I'll find you the crime. Uh, that's what's happening here. They're looking for crimes to charge Donald Trump with. They didn't see the crimes and then said, oh, my God, now we're going to look to see who did it. They said, we're going to get Trump. That's why I named my book Get I can't uh, I can't wait to read the book. Now I have to ask you a question because I even hinted at the fact that we were gonna have you on the show and I have had people telling me you've got to ask Professor Dershowitz why does he keep voting for people like Joe Biden? Why doesn't he vote for Donald Trump? So I would like to because <laughs> I respect you. We we are we you are a liberal, you're my liberal brother. I am your conservative brother, but we can break bread. Okay, we can do that. But uh, explain to my listeners, you yeah. go. Yeah, it's the opposite of other of my former friends. My former yes. friends say, yes. how can you defend Trump? How can oh, no. you defend Trump? My God, you're a liberal. You're a civil libertarian. 
I can both defend Trump and vote against him. I favor a woman's right to choose. I favor gay rights. I favor reasonable gun control. I favor environmental action, all of which the Democrats support. Uh, I won't vote for, for Bernie Sanders. I won't vote for Liz Warren. I won't vote for AOC. Um, in fact, I made a mistake in the last uh, election between Barack Obama. I voted, uh, I voted for him twice. I was pleased with my first vote, but the second vote, I should have voted for Romney. Romney would have been a better candidate. And if the Republicans, by the way, put up a better candidate than um, the Democrats, I'll vote for the Republican candidate. But right now, I wanted Biden because I thought he would bring the country together. You can disagree, but you can talk to me. My friends on Martha's Vineyard, the radical libs, they won't talk to me. They won't talk to my wife. You know, my wife was working out in a gym one day on Martha's Vineyard, and a woman walked in and said, Oh, my God, that's Alan Dershowitz's his wife. I'm getting out of here. I can't be in Dear Lord. What Caroline Kennedy, the United States ambassador to Australia, was seated next to me at a dinner party, and she said, If I knew you had been invited, I would never have come. Wow. This is the person who's supposed to speak to the head of China. Can't be in the room next to somebody who defended her uncle at Chappaquiddick. <laughs> you know, I was one of Ted Kennedy's lawyers at Chappaquiddick. I worked for her other uncle, um, um, Bobby yeah. Kennedy. Uh, you know, I'm a loyal Kennedy Democrat, but she can't sit next to me because I went in front of the Senate and Can I you- argued on behalf of the Constitution. Can you can you hold on for the next segment uh, just a couple? Because I want to. I've sure. still got some things I want to say to you. So glad to have. It. Let's take a break. Come back a little bit more from Alan Dershowitz on the other side of this break. It's a Rob Carson show. What you do in your bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. We are talking to Professor Emeritus Harvard Law School author. Has got a new book called Get Trump. Which, by the way, I'm on Amazon right now. I just hit the yellow place your order button, and I will tell you, Professor Dershowitz, not only will I have the book by the next time I have you on, I will have read the book by the next time I have you on, but it's a real pleasure to have you on. And it, you know, I, and I've talked to you about this before, uh, I, all of my friends for the last 30 years of my life have mostly been liberal, and with Donald Trump's election and my uh, coming out as a conservative talk show host, I lost a good many of them, and I think it's a terrible tragedy. You explain that with your lifelong friends as well, but I would not be ashamed to sit in have dinner with you. I would not ashamed, be ashamed to break bread with you or post your picture on social media because you are an open-minded liberal. You are not a leftist. And there's a difference. The same way with an open-minded conservative. This is a hard, ultra-right, you know, whatever lunatic. Uh, but well, I think we can come together. To, the people I feel closest to uh, are centrist liberals and centrist conservatives. I feel no proximity at all to the hard left or to the hard right. Um, and, and I speak to everybody. When I recently went to Israel, and they were having big fights there about judicial reform, I spoke to people on both sides. I spoke to Netanyahu. I spoke to everybody on each side. I want to hear every aspect of every issue. Well, I, I think we can come together on this. There's a new poll that says that between 60 and 70 percent of the American people feel the country is going the wrong direction. I, f- I feel that we can come together on a lot of things. I am a conservative. Uh, I don't care if you're gay and you want to get married. I think government ought to get out of it. I think we need a strong border. I think we need a strong military. I don't care if your state wants to make I pot agree. legal. I but I got to tell you, but I got to tell you, if you're going to use the, the justice system to go after your political opponents, we got to come together. We have to I come agree. together on this, sir. Look, I agree, and I agree with you on a strong military. I agree with you on border control. I agree with you on, uh, obviously, on, on gay marriage and gay uh, sex or whatever. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a libertarian. I don't want the okay. government in my bedroom, in my pocketbook, uh, uh, in my living room, uh, or on my telephone. So, I mean, I, that's what I have in common with a lot of conservatives. And why do you keep voting for people like Barack Obama and and Joe Biden, Professor? (laughs) I think Joe Biden is a libertarian. I do think he is in favor of keeping the government out of your bedroom and out of Mm. your deathbed and all of those issues. And um, I don't agree with him on everything, but I tend to agree with the platform right. of the Democratic Party more All than right. the platform well, of the Republican Party. Well, and if the Republicans would move closer to the British conservatives, I'd become a Republican. Nah, I think I think if you if you we need to have a discussion. We need to break bread. Okay. I greatly appreciate you joining me. The new book is called Get Trump. God bless you, my friend, and thank you for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a glorious day. All right, this is the Rob Carson show back in a few. Ah mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, hour number three of The Rob Carson Show. It's been pretty uh, pretty big so far, hasn't it? If you just tuned in, we just had Alan Dershowitz, Professor Emeritus of Harvard, and he's got a new book called Get Trump which was written before this Alvin Bragg nonsense when Letitia James ran for AG for the state of New York on the platform of going after Donald Trump. And if you're down with that, uh, I don't care what your politics are, if you are down with a an attorney general running for office to go after someone, even when a crime is not there, to make up a crime, then seriously, you need to reconsider A, where you're living, and B, uh, where your head is. Because sooner or later, if that backfires and turns around on you, you're going to be the one who's going to jail. And you're going to be the one who is uh, who is who is uh, uh, indicted for your political views or for you uh, wanting to run for an office. It's just uh, remarkable. If you want to hear Professor Professor Dershowitz's uh, my interview with him, uh, go to the podcast today. It's at Newsmax.com slash listen. Newsmax.com slash listen. Um, One thing that I did say in the interview, 
And I asked him the question. I said, why do you can keep voting for, if you're such a libertarian, if you're such a this, you're such a that, why do you keep voting for people like Barack Obama and Joe Biden? And he said, essentially, oh, yeah, well, Joe Biden is more this and more that and more, and I thought he'd be more centrist. Here's what I, I will ask the next time. I will tell him, get your nose out of the New York Times. <laughs> because because uh, uh, he felt he was wrong after Obama, uh, and, and he's still, for some reason, uh, I guess maybe defending Joe Biden, uh, whatever. But but we were able to have a, a good conversation. He um, erroneously, uh, I think, called me a centrist conservative. I'm not a centrist anything. Uh, I am a libertarian-leaning conservative, meaning that I am uh, very conservative about uh, the founding, about uh, the border, about our military, about our strength around the world, about our Justice Department staying not politicized, uh, about the rule of law. I can go on and on and on, uh, but I don't give a rat's behind if you want to get married to somebody, and the government ought to stay out of it. And I would like to say, just real quick to uh, to gay people, uh, you had an Okay, you had the ability to say, oh, we can't get married. Gosh darn it, mm, son of a gun. See, me, I didn't have a choice. You gotta put a put a ring. If you got if you like it, you better put a ring on it. That, you had a choice and you chose. Of course I'm I'm being facetious, but I would venture to say that I uh, I have a couple of libertarian leaning views. Including if a state wants to legalize marijuana, that's the state's business. I don't care. I'm not a weed-smoking dude. I don't care. And I want to mention this. Last night I went to a convention of states uh, meeting. in uh, the. Uh, I live in Johnson County, Kansas. And uh, there was a convention of states meeting. They had a, uh, a vote on a con- uh, uh, about uh, Kansas uh, joining the convention of states yesterday in Topeka. And uh, we're still waiting to see where, where that is headed. And, and I uh, enjoyed visiting with a number of people there last night, a number of people who, by the way, are big Newsmax fans. And I told them I, I had hoped that we would be back on DirecTV. Um, and by the way, in case you haven't heard, we will be returning to DirecTV tomorrow. We're back on DirecTV. This is a major victory for... <clears throat> A, an organization uh, that is a journalistic endeavor. Uh, some may say it is uh, conservative, uh, and, and many of the hosts are. I would say that more than anything, Chris Ruddy is determined to serving an audience and committing good acts of journalism. And when we have more competition, it's best for the arena of ideas. We have seen in the last couple of months Fox News lurch leftward we've seen that fox news is uh choosing their candidate uh they are not carrying trump rallies there are a number of things that they're doing that a lot of people are saying to fox news you know i I got a problem with this and maybe maybe to some degree fox might have been a little emboldened to go in that direction without newsmax on the platform of direct tv i don't know but one thing you do know is that my show, uh, other shows on Newsmax, like Rob Schmidt, who will be at the bottom of the hour to talk about his new uh, series that he has this week about the witch hunt regarding Donald Trump uh, and Chris Salcedo, they're not changing. They're not going to do like Brett Beard Bear did on election night in 2020. They're not going to. 
They have their principles. They've signed paper with Chris Ruddy and Newsmax. Newsmax knew what they were getting with these individuals. And Newsmax doesn't pressure anybody to shut up about this, shut up out of this, lie about where you are, become somebody you're not. That's just the way they do it. So I want you to know that, that Newsmax hosts aren't changing. And we're here for you. And we're back on DirecTV. And it's such a blessing. It is such a blessing. I can't begin to tell you what it means to us, to all of the people who put uh, Newsmax on the air. It's a great endeavor. Newsmax Radio, Newsmax Podcasting. Thank you, DirecTV. And more importantly, thank you guys. Because you blew some people out of the water. You made your voice be heard. You, who maybe have limits as far as what you can watch. Maybe you live in rural areas. Maybe you live in East Palestine. And your only option really was, was a direct TV. And then when Newsmax went away, OAN went away, you're left with Fox and you felt abandoned. Well, welcome back to the fold. Welcome back to the fold. All right. What else is I going to cover this break? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I want to talk a little bit more. I want to mention a couple more things about this uh, grand jury indictment of Donald Trump. Um, Obviously, Alan Dershowitz has, (laughs) I I mean, I'm a a peasant. He's the king of of legal. But I uh, just have a feeling I, I don't see how this arrest can happen. I don't see how this case can continue to happen because so many have spoken out against it, saying that on both sides of the political agent, there's nothing there. It is nakedly political. It's very obvious. Alan Bragg has a lot to lose because of this. The justice system has a lot to lose because of this. What is he gaining because of it? Alan Dershowitz said, well, probably, uh, you know, another million dollars from George Soros and a hero status among leftist voters in New York, which may get him reelected again. That's what he has. That's all he cares about. That's why he's such a scumbag. That's why Letitia James is such a scumbag. That's why this has to be the line in the sand. You cannot just find a man, make up a crime because he's running for office. We cannot let that happen. By the way, uh, Alvin uh, Bragg has until tomorrow to come forward to appear before three congressional panels for a transcribed interview. We gave him until Thursday to come around. House, uh, House uh, um, Administration uh, Chairman Representative Brian Steele of Wisconsin. We look forward to his response. The others on the uh, uh, House Judiciary, Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, House Oversight Committee, Rep. Jims Comer, they have demanded that Bragg appear for a transcribed interview with congressional investigators to explain his rationale for the looming indictment of President Trump. Is it a political move? When you look at the fact uh, previous prosecutors have reviewed this and ultimately made a decision not not to prosecute, and he made previous decisions, he wasn't going to move forward, and now he's moving forward, what changed? Those are the questions that need to be asked. The only thing that changed is President Trump is running for re-election. That's it. And then there's been this kind of battle line between uh, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. I think you know how I feel about Donald Trump. There's a reason why I have uh, selected a candidate as my candidate this early, as did 
Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan did as well. I'm entitled to be able to do that. I have my reasons for doing it. You've heard them. I've listed them numerously. Uh, if you're planning on voting for Ron DeSantis, I have nothing against you for planning on uh, running, uh, you know, voting for Ron DeSantis. It's your business. That's fine. That said, I'm not a big fan of this of this uh, tit for tat between DeSantis and Trump, and uh, you know uh, uh, Ron DeSantis taking a shot at Trump while he was uh, talking out against Alvin Bragg. I guess to some degree, uh, took a shot, but Trump's also taking shots at him, uh, Ron DeSantis, etc. Um, regardless of how you feel about that, you know I, I I don't particularly care. It's uh, to me, it's like Rams butting heads, you know, and and uh, it's it's kind of a you know, you show me yours, I show you mine, that kind of thing. I, I'm not turned on by it. I'm not turned off by it. I really think it's uh, kind of irrelevant. Do I wish Donald Trump wouldn't do it, focus on other things? So there are occasions. But at the same time, I'm also, I want him to give him what for. I love it when Donald Trump gives a little what for. And there are people who will say, well, I don't like it because he's very terse. And he's not very polite. And he's this and that. And my response is... Did you hear what Joe Biden said in Independence Hall, in front of Independence Hall, last year before the election? Did you hear that? Did, was he not terse? Was he not argumentative? Did he not call any names? Did he not do any uh, in, uh, offensive tweets? No, he got in front of Independence Hall, a sacred, uh, uh, and certainly not with regard to faith, but as far as uh, the birthplace of democracy. He, he bathed it communist red. He bathed it Soviet and Chinese red, and he said that half of the country were mega fascists and enemies of democracy. So as far as uh, people getting a little hurt by uh, the Donald Trump maybe not uh, following all the rules of political decorum, I, I could even I could give a rat's behind about it. Because uh, if you bring Marcus of Queensbury rules to an MMA fight, you're going to get your butt handed to you. And aren't you kind of tired of getting your butt handed to you? Yeah, I'm kind of uh, really, really tired of uh, getting my, uh, my butt handed to me by these people. You know what I think we need? I think we need a little musical interlude from, uh, from Jim Gossett before the break. I think we need it. A little comedy for you. Stormy Daniels. Don't know why. Come on. They think this case will fly with Stormy Daniels. Make sure to tip your bartenders and waitresses. Evidence amounts to granules. Welcome to the Carson Talk Lounge. They're inventing a crime. Put some money in the jar there. We'll play your there request. There was no crime. Paula Jones was paid off. They did not indict Slick Willie. Oh, that's true. The vendetta they're pursuing. It is so darn silly. It's silly. When people heard about it. <laughs> They all said, really, no way that it will stand. Soros pawn, Alvin Braggy should be gone for using Stormy. The both of them, they are so swarmy. Oh, I thought it'd be another word. No one <laughs> believes their lies. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It sounds like the wheels are coming off. Who the heck knows? Honestly, um, who the heck knows? Coming up, I've got, uh, oh, oh, Corinne. Hold on. Let me stop this. Hold on one second. Playing without me, by the way. 
don't. All right. Look, I didn't want to play it twice. <laughs> I loved it, by the way. Jim did a great job. Uh, but coming up, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre refuses to take a stance on uh, reparations, among other things. And, and Michigan uh, University uh, has providing five separate graduations based on race and sexual orientation. That's on the way. This is The Rob Carson Show. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. You can't win. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Now, yesterday, of course, I made the analogy of uh, Trumpy Juan Kenobi. And... (laughs) And Darth Bragg, and uh, I think I think it was a good analogy. I, th- I think it was a very good analogy. Uh, and and uh, by the way, uh, if uh, if uh, Obi Wan Kenobi were polling against Darth Vader, you'd discover uh, kind of a similar, I guess, uh, uh, situation here. Apparently, uh, this week's morning consult survey demonstrates gains for Donald Trump as he now has. Are you ready for this? Fifty-four percent support, up fifty-two percent recorded last week. Uh, you knew this was going to happen. And, and honestly, uh, right now, it's it's very clear. It used to be that, that things were uh, done to embarrass Donald Trump to impact how you think about him. Now it is actually using the justice system to take him down by cre- not only uh, creating crimes, uh, but literally twisting law to uh, come up with something that has never been done before, which is, uh, I mean, dear God, really? Really? Uh, so anyway, uh, latest survey shows 54% of potential primary voters support the former president compared to 26% who are backing Ron DeSantis, tying his expected opponent's lowest level of support since tracking began in October. Uh, Monmouth uh, released their poll. 41% of Republicans uh, uh, want to vote uh, Trump as the GOP nominee, po- placing him 14 points above Ron DeSantis at 24 per- or 27%. And I am nothing against Ron DeSantis. In fact, I, I want to endorse Ron DeSantis right now in 2028. I wish him the very best in 2028. I, <clears throat> there's a real good chance. I'm not going to make it official, but there's a real good chance if he decides to run in 2028. I will, uh, I will vote for Ron DeSantis. But uh, not this time. No, 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 no. Not this time. Um, it's interesting. I saw a, uh, uh, a guy on uh, social media. Um, he, is, uh, he goes by the name uh, Malcolm Flex. <clears throat> Never heard of this guy before. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know. He, he's doesn't really matter. He's a black guy, whatever, you know. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, uh, Donald Trump and Republicans are not known for being the party of people of color, which it's changing because, I mean, look at the Democrat Party and what they've done in their entire history and what has happened since Joe Biden took office in cities like Baltimore and St. Louis in school systems in Illinois where, uh, you know, 63 high schools do not have kids who can read or write or do math at proficient level. 23 high schools in Baltimore alone. And all of those are basically schools where black kids go. So maybe a, a change is coming and should. Here's what he had to say, this guy Malcolm Flex, about Ron DeSantis and, uh, and Donald Trump. I'll just let him do the talking. I've got to say it. Unfortunately, the people who are enamored with candidates like Ron DeSantis, typically because you don't have to defend them as much and they're safer and don't turn off a moderate base. What did I say that a little while ago? I said a lot of people are offended by Trump's uh, uncouthness, uh, his terseness. 
this as you're being called mega fascists and enemies of democracy really who's being terse those are usually the people who fall for the generic insert republican who runs on wedge issue number one and wedge issue number two but doesn't actually do anything type of people i'm i'm sorry that's just what it is Ron DeSantis has basically benefited from the culture that was created via MAGA by Trump. And he's also one of those people who typically relies heavily on analytics and for his staffers to basically read the polling and, you know, wait for, wait till it's popular to do something. He's not this maverick figure that everybody makes him out to be. And um, I'll also mention, um, and I think I think they have the, the soundbite here. Um, Ron DeSantis hasn't really been under fire. I mean, to some degree, I suppose, uh, in the last uh, in the last uh, campaign cycle. But Ron DeSantis hasn't gone through what Donald Trump has gone through. So the perspective is a little bit different. Again, I, I don't care if you want to vote for Ron DeSantis. You go right ahead. But uh, he does make a point. Ron DeSantis has not been under fire. Uh, right now, Ron DeSantis can say Donald Trump is uncouth, Donald Trump is noisy, there, there, there'll be less drama when I am the, uh, the president of the United States. But I would venture to say, uh, don't count your chickens, because if Ron DeSantis would become the candidate, <clears throat> all of the people who've done this to Donald Trump will do the same thing to Ron DeSantis. They will. It's not because of Donald Trump. It's because of what he stood for, what he came, said he was going to do, what he did do. And if Ron DeSantis is going to go down that path, he is going to be as demonized, as taken down, as pursued, as investigated as Donald Trump. So don't act like there won't be drama in a, in a, in a DeSantis White House if and when he gets there. Because uh, they'll go after anybody. You put an R in front of you. Look what they did with friggin' Mitt Romney. By the way, I'm embarrassed that I voted for him. I mean, they, they went after him for having a dog cage on the roof of his family's car in the 70s when dogs love to be with their heads driving out the window. And that was one of the things that took him down. So uh, they're going to go after anybody. Okay, coming up, Rob Schmidt, Newsmax. His new series about the witch hunt, Donald Trump, next. Don't go anywhere. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline is Newsmax anchor and host of Rob Schmidt tonight every weeknight at 7 o'clock. I watch it like clockwork, although I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I do watch it every night. <laughs> he joins us right now. Rob, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, good, Rob. How are you? Oh, brother, I'm uh, I'm in a much better mood than I was before I went to bed last night hearing that Newsmax returns to DirecTV tomorrow. Uh, the deal is, is done. Uh, it's, uh, wow. it, was, it was a long, tough road. It's been, I think, six, seven weeks at least. Um, and uh, we just we had great support from our audience. Uh, we, I think we really sent a message that needed to be sent, um, and, and, we, and we get back on. And, and that's, uh, that's it's great news for everybody. Well, you know, Rob, is a, <clears throat> you're certainly more of a journalist than I am, uh, but it is when you have the ability to reach an audience restricted for means that are outside of the arena of ideas and competition, it is very frustrating, and, and, it, and I, it's hard for people who <clears throat> every night you know appear before a camera in front of a microphone to come in and, and fight every day. Uh, what, what sort of reaction did you get from your, the people, you know, you, we listen to our audiences, you and I have different audiences. 
Um, what what was the reaction that people gave you and uh, and and your approach when you were on air uh, since this happened and uh, and and how do you suppose that I because I believe our viewers uh, had the biggest impact on it. We had a lot of people heavy hitters on our side in Congress, right. but I think the viewers really did it right. The viewers really did it, and I think they saw exactly what it is. I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing that, you know, there's a lot of, I, I think it's unmistakable evidence of, of just our opinions and our, I think, our thought processes being oppressed in a number of different ways in this country. And I think it really scares people to think that you might end up living in a country where you're not allowed to think a certain way because, I mean, for the, the freedom that we think we have is one of the most important things uh, that we do have in this country. And it's, 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 I think it's frightening for people to think that that might be taken away. Um, and so when you hear stories like this, it's just, uh, it's just outrageous. You know, it's, it's, it it makes you wonder. And I mean, again, it's, you know, the, the deal has been done, but we weren't asking for anything, you know, outrageous, you know, I mean, far less than, you know, networks that had worse numbers, worse ratings than us. So, I mean, we were being very reasonable up front, uh, and we were just, Told nah, and you know, and, and that just didn't sit right, and it just seemed well, to be evidence of of, of something greater. I think what it does is it uh, certainly, obviously, the obvious thing is it decreases competition, but it also causes your competition to um, uh, possibly not uh, compete with you. And consequently, their product uh, suffers because of it. I know that a lot of people feel that our main competitor, which is, you know, Fox News, has uh, moved uh, politically. uh, And and it's very clear from its uh, ownership, uh, Rupert Murdoch appears to want to move away from Donald Trump. uh, you know, Fox News, um, it, it, a lot of people just feel like they aren't, uh, they say one thing and they and they do another. Uh, Tucker Carlson dropped the January 6th video uh, the the Tuesday after the big Monday debut three weeks ago of the of the Capitol video. Um, l- before we dive into your series on Trump, what did you think about that? And what do you think about uh, the arena of ideas and competition and how it makes us all better? Yeah, I, obviously, I, I just I don't I don't want to live in a country, no matter how insane you know the, the other side gets. I don't want to ever live in a country where that is suppressed. Uh, I don't ever want to live in an echo chamber. I think the most boring thing in the world, you know, I, anybody that knows me, you know, there's all these different you know platforms now for conservative media, right? There's there's Truth Social and there's um, you know, one or two other ones. I stayed with with Twitter the entire time because there was never anything interesting to me. About, about sitting in, in, in an echo chamber of conservative thought. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is to read the other side, to you know, to digest how they think and how they feel, because it makes you smarter. And I, I think the scary thing about the left in this country is they want to be, to a certain extent, they want to be in an echo chamber. And I, I think they don't want to hear the other side, because I think they're very insecure about what they believe, because what they believe has been demonstrably proven wrong so many times in the history of this world. And so they don't want to hear all the different ways that they're probably wrong. They want to just be comfortable in thinking that that, that this ideology is true without ever having to really analyze it. And I, well, I don't want know, to be that way. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to think that if, if you know if there's something wrong with my with what I believe, that somebody's going to show me evidence of that, and maybe I reconfigure it or 
or reanalyze. You made a really, you've made an excellent point there, uh, because I do have a very large following on Getter. I've got a very nice following on Truth Social, and right. uh, but I enjoy, I enjoy being on Twitter. I, I honestly, Rob, for the last three, four years, I haven't been able to say a damn thing on Twitter. Everything that I put up was either flagged or taken down, or I was, right. and it, it's shadow banned, and, and my reach is yeah. never. You know, it's funny. I've only got sixty. I've got now sixty two hundred followers because my 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 reach was crushed by Twitter uh, as soon as I became a national host but I get you know I get 10,000 20,000 40,000 reactions with only 6,100 followers so somebody's listening but it is important uh, and I think it's great I, I'm stimulated I love I follow Keith Olbermann you know, because I want to hear what he says and, and I don't want yeah. to just sit around with a bunch of like-minded people echoing the same thing that I say I know he's, he's freaking nuts, but you, you should never censor him. I mean, if, you, if he wants to be nuts, go be nuts. It's fine. I'll listen to you. I don't care. And if I don't yes. hear you anymore, I, I just stop listening to you. I don't think anybody should force you to shut up. You yeah. shouldn't be thrown into a gulag. You know, I say whatever you want. Same thing with Joy Reid and everybody else I can't stand. Let me ask you this, Rob. Um, you are one of the people that I when when I tune into your show, now I know I'm going to get what I'm going to get. I, I you're not you're not going to change your political affiliation. You're not going to change. I know what to expect from you. You not only have the great bedside manner, the, the the standing commentary that just I mean I just chill out. I, I love the show. Not meaning to lather so much love on you here, but I really do enjoy what you do. And, but you haven't changed. But you don't change. And and uh, Chris Salcedo doesn't change. And uh, Rob Finnerty doesn't change. And uh, Greta von Susteren doesn't change and you may not agree with her, but we don't change. And I think that's important because not only are you, are you presenting uh, uh, fact, but you are also putting your spin and take on it. And, and make no bones about it, that is a part of journalism as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's opinion, right? So, I mean, you're, 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 getting, you're getting perspective along with information at the same time. And I think it's very, it is very important to have the information and just get straight information, although it's increasingly difficult in this media landscape because all of our sources of information have been so radically politicized. Uh, and and, and they, might, they might do stories that don't seem like their opinion, but they only cover certain stories, and that's, that's politicized just in itself. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's perspective news. You know, it's, 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 it's what somebody's take on what's happening is. You're still going to get the news. You're just going to also get kind of a, a perspective. If that's a perspective that you enjoy, you should watch it. If it's not, then you watch something else. Now, you're doing an entire week on uh, the witch hunt that has been occurring over the last seven years with regard to Donald Trump. Before I ask you what you're covering today, and you already have covered, uh, what do you think about the latest revelations in the Alvin Bragg-Trump uh, case with regard to uh, testimony, 600 documents that Alvin Bragg apparently kept hidden from the grand jury? Robert Costello announced that yesterday when he was being questioned, and now the grand jury is not, is not happening. I talked to Alan Dershowitz last hour. I, it sounds to me like the wheels are coming. Coming off it, he seems to think there's yeah. still going to be an arrest. What do you think? I think uh, I think Alvin Bragg, uh, like so many of these prosecutors, uh, you know, like like Fannie Willis down in Georgia. I think you also have the same thing with um, uh, Letitia James here in New York as well. I, I think that everybody has been everybody wants to be the hero, right? Everybody thinks that if I'm the one that takes down Trump, you know, I, I think they figure they're, they're going to end up in some kind of you know. They'll, they'll end up being the attorney general the next time a Democrat is elected president. So everybody wants to get him. And in that desperation, Alvin Bragg has just put together the flimsiest BS case uh, imaginable. I mean, when you look at the details of this thing, I mean, it's, it's just it's, it's laughable. This case would never be brought against anybody else on the planet except Donald Trump. 
for political reasons. It's just so thin. It's so flimsy. It's so pointless. It's so old. It's so stupid. It's so trivial. It's so everything that a case shouldn't be. And yet he's still trying to do it, and he's, he's, he's devoted to it at this point. I think when uh, Bob Costello, who we had on last night, uh, dumped all this on the lap of the grand jury on Monday, I think it totally screwed it up for Alvin Bragg, who now, I mean, today he told the grand jury, don't even come in. You know, he said, yeah. don't even come, because he's, he's sitting there scrambling, trying to figure out, what do I do in this moment? Because, you know, I, I also, I mean, he's also has a great chance of, of turning Trump you know, into a martyr or, or, or to turning him into a hero, to improving dramatically. His, his numbers are up uh, quite a bit just in the last month. Uh, I think he's, he's wondering whether or not he pulls out of this thing uh, or if he's, or he's trying to reconfigure a case that doesn't hinge on Michael Cohen, because now we know Michael Cohen. Uh, it, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't build a case around Michael Cohen. He has no credibility at all. Yeah, there is this, uh, uh, I guess it's almost kind of a Christ complex, not meaning to bring religion into it, but that there is a, uh, for instance, Galileo would not be famous had he not been arrested and, uh, and imprisoned uh, with, his, with regard to his beliefs, and he was fighting out against the Catholic Church and, and all of that. There have been other heroes in our history that did not, uh, did not become heroes, did not become iconic until the establishment went after them. And I think the moment right. that, that cuffs are slapped on Donald Trump that same pathos will take over. You live in Manhattan. Uh, yeah. What are are they cheering this? Because I saw, I've seen some police uh, video with Donald Trump at police stations. He's a hero to people in your uh, in uniform. Uh, since Donald Trump, you've had a really bad mayor and now just a pretty bad mayor. Uh, what's the What's the feeling in New York? Is there celebration? Yay, we're going to get Trump, or is there kind of like Alvin Bragg? You've really screwed things up. What What's What is your thought? It's funny because here in the city, it's it's not really it's not really as top of mind as you would think. Um, I think, you know, New Yorkers in general are you know I mean they're aware of it, but uh, I I think you'd be shocked how many people here are not nearly as liberal uh, as you might imagine. I mean, yeah. it, it is it is fascinating to me that you live in this liberal city, but I mean, it's, it's so much of it is it's it, it's kind of smoke and mirrors. I mean, there's there's a lot of conservatives in this town. There's people, a lot of common uh, sense. It's still New York. It's a common sense East Coast city. It's not like you know, L.A. in the land of fruits and nuts. I mean, people well, you, you out here think... actually grind, they work, you know, I mean, it's it's different here. And then Trump's a New Yorker. Rob, you've been in New York. I don't know how many years you've been in New York, but you've seen how New York has declined. Uh, I, I, I visited yeah. New York the first time a couple of years ago, and I said to myself, I could see why people thought this was once the greatest city in the world. Uh, right now, you can't go out and get a donut at Dunkin' Donuts without smelling some stink-ass weed. Uh, you know, you go into an ATM vestibule, you've got homeless people. That makes you want to get your card out and get some money, doesn't it? Don't right. you suppose that the people of New York look at Alvin Bragg and say, hey, why don't you focus on crime? Why don't you focus on not making felonies into misdemeanors? Why don't you focus on keeping people in jail when they break the law? Is there some of that finally sinking in? Oh, it's that, that, there's a tremendous amount of that. Everybody's looking at these, these Soros-elected clowns uh, with, with just nothing but disdain. I don't care how liberal you are. You want to live in a nice community. And I don't think anybody, no matter how liberal they think they are, is ready to just you know, commit quality-of-life suicide in the name of some kind of equity. Nobody's ready to do that. Nobody wants to have their kids go to a crappy school. Nobody wants to hear a lecture about, you know, white, you know, white supremacy or, or whatever, um, you know, nonsense they come up with. You know, it, it, nobody wants to hear these things. Uh, nobody wants to live in this ideology. I mean, the, the ideology that these people are pushing uh, just destroys 
society categorically in every regard. It destroys education. It destroys law and order. It destroys quality of life. You have homeless people everywhere, and it's all based out of this idea that we should all feel really freaking guilty because we figured out how to live well. And that's <laughs> Absolutely. Let me ask you this, Rob, off topic. What did you think of the handshake between Xi and Putin yesterday and saying that uh, we've waited 100 years for this? What, what are your thought about that? I know it's off topic, but I'd like your, your thought because when I saw that, I went, wow. Because both of those countries combined left 100 million of their own people dead in the last century. So I'm not feeling too good about this. What are your thoughts? No, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's such a great point, too. I mean, it's, it's so easy to look at it, you know, in just today's context of just how horrific the State Department under Joe Biden has been and, and, and how, how meager we look on the world stage. But, yeah, when you look at it historically, it's even scarier. But, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a statement about, the world today, when the United States is just a feeble, minuscule player, you know, when you have somebody like Tony Blinken running the U.S. State Department, uh, you know, it's just we're, you know, I mean, it's, it feels like we're Portugal, you know. It's could you, like, could, it's like, like, who cares? Could you hold on? Can we do one more break yeah. with you? Okay, let's hold through the break. We've got Rob Schmidt from Newsmax on the phone. Uh, back with him in just one second. This is The Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Rob Schmidt uh, joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. He has a terrific show on Newsmax. Uh, Rob Schmidt tonight uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern, and uh, and he joins us. I have to ask you this, uh, Rob. You're a, you're a Hoosier. Uh, do you have a dog in the hunt as far as the NCAA tournament is concerned? Well, I watched my team <laughs> on Sunday night to Miami in uh, the round of 32. Uh, I wasn't very happy about that. Yeah, I, I went to IU, and we actually have a pretty good team this year. We didn't play like it on Sunday. Uh, I have no clue. The only thing that I love about this tournament so far is that Joe Biden picked Arizona, and they lost in the first freaking round. To, like, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. You know, it's funny. My son just graduated from KU, uh, University of Kansas, last year. His senior year, they went to the national championship. I'm very pleased. Not terribly pleased how they performed and, and lost in the tournament. My other team, which was Mizzou, uh, they were knocked out. So I, I might have to go with Creighton or Kansas State. Just, you know, not, not that they have a chance of winning. It's just I have a connection to, uh, I live in Kansas and I lived near, and I was born in Omaha, Nebraska. So we'll see. But I'll tell you what, that, what do you suppose the percentage, that first round of people whose brackets were destroyed, and no chance of winning whatsoever, what is the, 95%? It's got to be 98%. It's got to be something like that. All it does to me is indicate why I always looked at those brackets and I just thought of all the people doing this, how does nobody ever get it perfectly? And now you get it. You know, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's yeah. the coin flip thing. How do you call a coin 64 times, you know, and get them right every time? You look Dude, at the bracket, you're like, how can it be that hard to fill this thing out and get it right? Now because it's, it's, it's winning the Powerball. It's, 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 it's Rob, impossible. Rob, yeah. it's winning the Powerball. They, yeah, I mean, it's literally, winning, in the, winning the Powerball twice in a row. I think, I think it is. It is. You know, I don't do fantasy football either, mostly because I never understood it. I was doing a fantasy football team of like a Kate Upton, uh, and I, then I, I understand it was completely different fantasy. Uh, you actually have to talk about real NFL players. Uh, but <laughs> let me ask you this about your show tonight and all this week with regard to uh, Donald Trump and the uh, the witch hunt against Donald Trump. What do you got coming up tonight? So tonight we've got Matt Gates and uh, and we've got Alan Dershowitz as well tonight. Yes. We've had Alan the last couple nights. We've got Gates tonight. We're talking also about, um, you know, the case, the January 6th case as well. We've been highlighting, obviously, what's going on here in Manhattan. But we've also been highlighting the other cases uh, in every regard. They're trying to get Donald Trump 
Tonight we're going to focus on January 6th as well. But tonight, you know, obviously the big story, I think, today is the fact that they didn't indict on Tuesday when everybody was expecting it. They, then they said, oh, okay, it's going to be tomorrow. And then to, they don't even ask the jury to come in. Alvin Bragg says, stay home. I think Alvin Bragg is in full panic mode right now. He thinks he sees this thing completely falling apart, just like you speculated with Dershowitz in the last hour. Uh, and, and, we're, and we're just going to dive further into that and get some, uh, some great perspective on it because this is not good news for him. No, and, and I'm going to tell you, I think that Alan Bragg, uh, we, Alvin Bragg, when this falls apart, and I, and I have a gut feeling it's going to, I hope that he goes down in history as a buffoon who attempted to completely wreck the American legal system for his and Letitia James' own, uh, own uh, needs and wants and money from George yeah. Soros. I'm hoping that this will cause this nonsense that even the left, even people like Alan Dershowitz, who's a, who's a liberal, even he recognized and even CNN recognizes that this is a bridge too far. So I, I think we're headed that way, Rob. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Right. Well, we'll watch you tonight, Rob. Where else can we find you on social media, my brother? Twitter. I can't remember my handle. Uh, That's all right. It's Rob Schmidt. It's, a, it's two T's. There you it go. Might be, it might be Schmidt NYC. It's like 15-year-old man. <laughs> Uh, All right, man. That's, that's where I live most of the time. Well, we'll watch you tonight, bro. Have a glorious day, okay? Thanks, Rob. All right, there you go. Rob Schmidt tonight. Um, I got to tell you, if you haven't watched Newsmax, um, Schmidt is just, like I said, he's got this kind of bedside manner. Uh, he has a way to kind of disarm you with the way he speaks, the way he, uh, and he's got some brilliant opinions. I, I think he's uh, uh, rock solid opinions. Um, before we go, real quick here, wrap things up. I, I do want to remind you that tomorrow Newsmax is back on Direct TV. So you did it. You did it. We had some heavy hitters. We had some people really pulling hard for Newsmax, but you guys did it. You made Direct TV go, oh, okay, let's put them back on. God bless you. We're going to come back, wrap things up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Guys, that's going to do it for the show today. Thank you for joining me. Make sure to check out the podcast with uh, Rob Schmidt and Alan Dershowitz, Newsmax.com slash listen. God bless you guys. You're the best. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.